Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Good stuff. There's loads of things to be thankful for and grateful. And can I, say, can I tell you something that I'm really grateful for? Do you want to know something I'm grateful for? You do want to know, really. I'm so grateful for you. Right? Oh, just love you so much. I uh, love this church, I love where we're going and what we're doing and what we're excited about. It's really, really exciting. But yes, as Judith uh, alluded to, uh, the plan uh, a couple of days ago for this morning looks very different to what it is going to look today. Uh, and that's because, yes, we, we sought God again. Uh, we wanted to really listen to his voice and make sure that we we're on the right track. And we just felt him saying, look, I just want you to pause. I just want you to pause. I want you to reflect on the last few weeks uh, and I want you to, to pause. And uh, so that's what we're going to do today. I'm just going to share a few thoughts. Uh, we're going to read scripture together, and then we're going to see what God wants to do. Uh, but as you, uh, if, we, if we look back, uh, at the beginning of this year, Sim opened the book of Acts with us, uh, and we looked at the early church, didn't we? We looked at how they did it, and they did it good, right? If you want to be anything like the copy... You go back to the original. And so we looked at the hallmarks of the church in week one. We looked at real disagreements in week two and then real persecution on week three. And I guess what we really felt like God wanted, to, uh, wanted for, for us to be revisited by is the truth that none of what the early church did and was able to do and able to persevere with um, was possible without the help of the Holy Spirit. None of it. None of it was possible without the help of the Holy Spirit. So whatever expectations you came with this morning, we'd really encourage you right now just to put them aside because we believe there's more. Whatever expectations you came with, we believe that God has more for us. And it was brilliant to have Dwayne White with us on Tuesday, wasn't it? It was great to have him with us. And he shared with us that the, the really profound but very simple truth that God is bigger. God is bigger. He's bigger than your situation. Whatever the circumstance, whatever you left at home, whatever you're going into this week, God is bigger. And we really felt that God wanted to do something bigger today. So we're going to go for it, and we're going to be courageous, and we're going to be bold, and we're going to ask him to do uh, some exciting things. We're going to ask God f- uh, for healing. Later on, we're going to ask that he would heal the sick. Those of us who are sick physically, we're going to pray for healing. We're also going to pray for inner healing Uh, For those who may have been hurt, Uh, it might have happened a very long time ago, or it might have happened this week, but we're going to pray for inner healing, uh, because God is in that business. Uh, We're going to give an opportunity for those of you who are new, uh, maybe first time visiting, or you've been here a little while, but you're not a Christian yet, and you want to make that decision, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. And for those who want to recommit yourself to God, maybe you've gone astray, or you've kind of done it your own way for a little while, but you want to recommit yourself to God, we're going to give you that opportunity as well. And then lastly, we're going to pray for more power. (laughs) Whatever that looks like. I have no idea what that looks like. But we're going to ask for it. We're going to ask for more of God's power, more of his Holy Spirit to come. So could I ask you today, before we do anything else, that we do this together? That we do this as family? We're doing it together. And just on a practical note, um, sometimes when tears arrive in the room, it gets really awkward and really embarrassing. But can I just say that something like tears or people kneeling on the floor or jumping for joy or dancing or raising hands or even flat on the floor, it's okay. And that's okay. It's okay. Right? Like, we don't have to make a big deal out of it. That's just how our bodies react sometimes to the emotions that we're feeling. 
So we want freedom to be in this place, in this hall, in this building. We want freedom to be... Well, freedom is part of our story, isn't it? It's literally our name. <laughs> but we want it to be, be real, and we want it to be more real every time we meet. So before we do anything else, <laughs> we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for God to come. So let's pray. Almighty God, almighty God, the maker of the heavens and earth, you are the one we worship. You are the God who is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. We believe that to be true. And we choose to believe, God, that you are bigger. You are bigger than any other. And you're bigger than the expectations that we came with today, bigger than what we left at home. You're bigger than everything. (laughs) And so, Father, we lay down at the foot of the cross our small expectations and pray that you'd blow them to pieces and that you would do amazing things this morning. And from this point on... God, we pray. Father, would you right now remove the fear, remove the embarrassment, remove that natural desire of ours to put on the mask. Help us to be real. Help us to be really real. To be really, really real, God, today. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as, uh, you know, in response of what um, Sim shared at the beginning of this year, uh, he did a brilliant job uh, working us way through some of the book of Acts, looking at the early church. Um, as I said, we believe that God wants to emphasize to us today um, this, that we can do the impossible. We can. We can persevere in suffering and persecution. And we can be a real church full of real people. But we can only do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can only do that with his help. And so we wanted to ensure that we created that space for the Holy Spirit to embed that in us today, to make it our foundation that we need him. And we're going to do this um, just by first looking at a moment that Jesus had with his disciples, um, where he references for the first time to them the coming of the Holy Spirit. And we can find this in John 14. But before we read, can I... Can I ask you something? And if you're really honest with yourself, you don't have to answer out loud, but just be really honest with yourself in your heart of hearts. Are you hungry? Not for breakfast, (laughs) if you haven't had it already, or lunch. If I'm being really real, I'm quite hungry, yeah. But I'm not talking about physical hunger, I'm talking about spiritual hunger. And what does that look like? Well, it just means, do you want more of God? Do you want more of the Spirit in your life? Do you want to see more of what God is doing? Because if your answer is no, then my guess is that you'll never receive more. Because in James, chapter James in the Bible, chapter 4, it says, draw close to God and he'll draw close to you. And that tells me that there's something to do with receiving more of God, I've got to step out. There's, there's got to be something. That says to me there's, there's something about receiving more of God that is something that we need to do. Draw close to God and he'll draw close to you. So if you're hungry, if you're hungry for more of God, then the challenge is to step out and to ask for more of it. And for those of you who's your first time with us today, you're very, very welcome, as Judith said. I want to extend that welcome. And, uh, and if you're not a Christian, maybe, perhaps uh, here, uh, you're also very, very welcome. Um, but we wanted um, to encourage you just to soak it all in today. And, uh, and we really hope that you experience an encounter Uh, this great God that we believe in. And can I just tell you something? He's really gentle. He's really powerful. But he is good. 
he's powerful, but he is gentle and he is good. And I really hope that you experience some of what God is today. But let's read John 14. Uh, We're going to read from verse 15. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And this person, this advocate, this this, uh, person I'm going to send to you is called the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I want to leave you as orphans. I won't do that. Jesus doesn't do that, does he? He doesn't leave us as orphans, but he said, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live and you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. And whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then one of the disciples, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus, but another Judas, Judas said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to them, uh, to, to us, sorry, and not to the world? And then Jesus replied, well, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them, and and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who doesn't love me, well, they won't obey my teaching. These words that you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth that I've been talking to you about, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And one of the first things I noticed when reading this through was the way that Jesus uh, introduces the Holy Spirit. Did you notice that, how he does it? He says, the Father will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. So he doesn't just call him the Holy Spirit, he calls him the Spirit of Truth. Now, how more real can you get than someone called truth? Truth's definition is reality. The truth is real, and what's real is truth. It is what it is. And this advocate Jesus promises to send is called the spirit of truth. And I guess I know that we need him, because if we're going to do this we-do-real thing, then we need the spirit of truth. But also, you know, God said, I will send you my spirit. And so that tells me that we need him. Because otherwise he wouldn't have sent him. He wouldn't have said, I'm going to send you a helper. And so that tells me, okay, well, if he's sending him, then I need him. Because, you know, God, God isn't flaky. He isn't sporadic. He doesn't just do things for the sake of it. What was that noise? Was that me? Oh, <laughs> sorry. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't just, you know, he's, he's not flaky, he's not sporadic, he doesn't just do things for the sake of it. God is deliberate. And so he deliberately sent his spirit because we need him. We need him. We cannot do this thing, this we do real thing, 
without him. And all these things are essential, isn't it? Um, what the Holy Spirit gives, his wisdom, his comfort, his joy, his peace, his gentleness, his guidance, his counsel and his power. We need all these things, which is why I sent the Spirit, because the Spirit then gives them to us. And all these things are essential now in 2019 to us as Freedom Church, as much as they were back then in Acts, which is what we've been looking at for the last three weeks. When Peter preached to the crowd like a boss, flipping it, that was a boss moment, wasn't it, for Peter? What a dude, right? He, he'd just been filled with the Spirit. But he couldn't have done it if he wasn't filled. When sharing everything they had and sold the property and possessions that they had and shared their money with the, need, the needy, they would have needed patience and joy and love. But they didn't have that unless they were filled with the Spirit. They survived opposition when confronted by them with the help of the Holy Spirit. The disciples performed miraculous signs and wonders, but they couldn't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. When Stephen was arrested, stoned and murdered, he needed the help of the Holy Spirit to, even at the end moment, look to his saviour, Jesus Christ. But he could only do that because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. James is killed. Peter is imprisoned. And then Peter is led out of prison by an angel and led through an iron gate that was that just opened by itself. What? Have you read that yet? An iron gate just opened by itself. That's like special effects, right, in a movie. That doesn't happen. But it did. And it only happened because they were filled with the Spirit. All the early church did and all that they accomplished was only possible because the Holy Spirit was in them and working through them. And so if we are going to do this, we do real thing, we need him. We need him. And so the challenge I believe God is presenting to us today is that we can only, we, we can only do the impossible. We can uh, survive the persecution uh, and the suffering. We can be a real church full of real people, but only for fruit of the Holy Spirit. So then, ask for more of him. Ask for more of him. If we know that we need him, then why aren't we asking for him? If we know that we can't do anything without him, then why aren't we asking more of him? So ask more of him. Draw close, James says, and God will draw close to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask anything in my name, Jesus says, and it will be given to you. So ask for more of him. How well do we know him? The Holy Spirit I'm talking about. How well do we know him? And out of ten... How well do you think he knows you? Because it's something that, that I definitely know is that he knows you more than you know him. And even more, he knows you more than you know you. He's all-knowing. This Holy Spirit that we want more of, that are hungry for, he knows you. My Bible tells me that he is spirit and he lives in me. The spirit of God lives in us. Those who've declared that Jesus is Lord lives in each one of us. That power is in us. When the curtain tore in two, my fav- I think it's my favourite bit. I was talking to Eve this week about this moment in history where the curtain tore in two when Jesus died on the cross. And behind this curtain was where God's presence dwelt. That's where he was. And only one person could go in there 
a year. My favourite bit about it is that they had to have a, a bit of rope tied around their ankle just in case they fainted so they could drag him out. But this, is, this presence of God that dwelt, when Jesus died on the cross, it tore in two. Which meant it's not hidden anymore. It's not for a specific people group anymore. It is for everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, so good. So good. The curtain tore in two, which means you are now righteous. You are now holy. And therefore, we can have the Spirit of God living in us. Did you know you are free? We are free. We are free. And we are righteous. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And the Spirit lives in each one of us. Can I remind you that same Spirit as well is the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. That same power that when Jesus was in the grave... He rose back to life, and that could only happen by the Spirit of God. And that same Spirit lives in you and lives in me. That same power lives in us. And you might think, well, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel like it on a Monday morning. I know it doesn't. I've been there. I'm there every week. But maybe that's not the problem that actually the Spirit isn't there, but the problem is that we're just not tapping into it. We're just not aware of the Spirit in us. And maybe we just need to, I don't know, just be more aware that the Holy Spirit is in us. And we just need to to dig a little more. We just need to, to take another step. We just need to dig, dig a little deeper. And then the Spirit will go, oh, hello. You want me, do you? Then I'll come. If you want more of me, I'll come. If you're hungry for me and you ask for me, of course I'm going to come. And I'll fill you afresh. Perhaps we've just allowed the world and everything in it to blind us from the spirit in us. I heard an incredible story by Melissa Helsler, who's a worship leader at Bethel. Um, She spoke of a dream that she had. And uh, in this dream, she woke up from, um, from sleep and she went into the bathroom to put in her contact lenses. And she got the contact lens, she went to put it in her eye, but it was too big. She thought, that's really strange. She, I can't put it in, it's too big. And she thought, no problem, I've got some more. She went and got some more. And she opened it and she went, oh, these ones are duff as well. They're, they're, they're shriveled and they're dry. And in the dream, she remembers going, God, what, what's going on? I need to see. What, what's going on? And so when she woke up physically from the dream, God revealed something so profound, ridiculously profound. And it was this. God isn't in the business of giving out new lenses. He's in the business of healing blind eyes. He's in the business of, he doesn't want to give you new lenses. He doesn't want to give you just more information for information's sake. He doesn't want to give you a fix on a Sunday morning for the rest of your week. He wants to give you new eyes. He wants to heal your blind eyes. He doesn't want to give out new lenses. He wants to heal your eyes. He wants to heal my eyes. My eyes need healing. I want to see him more. I actually wear contact lenses, so I'm really... You know, relate to that story. <laughs> God isn't in the business of giving out new lenses. He's in the business of healing blind eyes. So here it is again. What we 
feel like God wanted to emphasise today is that we can do the impossible. We can survive the persecution and stuff and we can be the real church full of real people who he's called us to be, but we can only do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. So, ask for more of him. So that you can see again. So that we can see God moving and God's spirit at work. So that we can be an influence to the world. And so we're going to, um, why don't we stand together and we're going to ask God to move, whatever that looks like, who knows, this is going to be fun. And the first thing we're going to do is um, give an opportunity for those uh, who don't know Jesus to make that commitment. We're going to do that. And some of you are jumping for joy, like, yes, I, I was waiting for them to do this. I want to put my hand up. So how it's going to work is just in a moment, I'm going to ask you to be really brave and just to stick your hand wide in the air. And if that's you, if, you want to, if you've heard about Jesus and you're kind of intrigued about learning about him more, and if you want to go, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. This righteousness, this holiness that I've been hearing about today, I'm in. And so if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand uh, high in the air. And we're just going to say a prayer together. Okay, so this is the moment of bravery and courage. If that's you, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, and for those of you who want to recommit yourself to Jesus, you feel like maybe you've gone astray or whatever, why don't you raise your hand now? And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Pray this with me, just in your heart of hearts. Dear God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've got a good plan and purpose for my life. I'm sorry for ignoring you and doing the things my way. I realise my sin and mistakes that I've dishonoured you and the people around me. And for this, God, I'm truly sorry. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life for me and that you took the punishment for my sin. Please forgive me and help me now by the power of your Holy Spirit as I decide to live for you alone. Amen. Amen. Why don't we raise that? Whoever did that, that is the best decision they've ever made. Isn't that? So should we do, whoever they are, just welcome them in. That's the best decision they've ever made. That's so good. So good. Like heaven is having a party right now. They go nuts. Awesome. And if you would like some more resources uh, to help you, then come and grab one of the big team or one of us on the leadership team. We'll make sure you, you get some of those. And the second thing we're going to do today is we're going to ask for healing. I don't know where your expectations are right now. But can I encourage you just to raise them? And just again, just another raise. God is the God of the impossible, isn't he? Do you believe that? Yeah. Raise the expectation. Yeah. We're believing for more. <laughs> and so we're going to pray for healing for those who are sick. And how we're going to do that is very simple. It's a bit similar to what we did earlier. If you're sick, if you've got a physical uh, need or whatever, in a moment I'm going to ask you to put up your hand. And then those people around those people with the hands in the air are just going to gather around them and they're going to say a really simple prayer. And it goes like this. Holy Spirit, come in power. Be healed in the name of Jesus. It's very simple. There's no special formula. There's no special hand or wand that needs to be waved. It's very simple. If you believe in Jesus and you believe that he can do things, all you've got to do is pray that. 
So are you up for that? Yeah. And those who need healing, not physically, but inner healing, you feel like you've been hurt, and you, you, sometimes we can just push down the pain, can't we? And we can just shove it under the carpet, pretend it didn't even happen. But God is in the business of wholeness, and he wants to make you whole. Physically, yes, but mentally and in your heart as well. So this is the moment. You're going to be brave. You're going to be courageous. And if you need healing, physical healing or inner healing, why don't you raise your hand with me right now? And those people look around. And all you're going to do is hand on shoulder. It's very simple. Hand on shoulder. And we're going to pray that very simple prayer. So there's someone with their hand up. Hand on shoulder. We're going to pray this very simple prayer. We don't want anyone to go without. Everyone with their hand in the air needs to have at least three hands on their shoulders. It might get a bit hot and sweaty, but that's okay. We're real here, aren't we? So let's start praying. Holy Spirit, would you come in power? Be healed in the name of Jesus. More of you, Holy Spirit. We ask for more of you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. More of you, God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Make what's wrong right in the name of Jesus. More of you, God. More of you, God. More of your spirit. More of your spirit. And sometimes you can test these things. If there was a pain, maybe just move that area of your body that was in pain. And if you feel maybe it's a bit better, then keep praying. Say that the pain was one, it's now four. Well, let's keep praying and it will get better. More of your Holy Spirit. Be healed in the name of Jesus. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.